Hey, it's Brian with the Dealership Fix-It Podcast. Hey, today I want to go over just for a few minutes and talk about merchandising. Merchandising what, you might ask? All of the things. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. It's Brian with the Dealership Fix-It Podcast. This is episode number 13, and today a monologuing again. Hopefully you bear with me. Hopefully you're not tired of listening to me monologue. I much prefer to uh, to be sitting here having a bouncing ideas off another individual from dealership or otherwise in the industry. But uh, today isn't the day. Although I do have some some guests lined up. Uh, once I get some of these guys scheduled, I've got three or four more guys that uh, that I think you'll be interested to hear from. So. And taking more uh, more other requests, if you're somebody who thinks you want to have a conversation, I don't. You don't need to have something special to talk about. Everybody's got, I, in my opinion, everybody's got some unique experiences. Um, I'd like to make it my job to try to find out what it is that uh, that sets you apart in some way, and uh, and how we can share that with other folks at dealership to help everybody out. So today, I wanted to go over uh, for a few minutes and talk about merchandising. And when I say merchandising, I don't mean merchandising um, a display of goggles or merchandising a, you know, your oils in the the parts area. Although I've done that in the past, it's been part of my experience at dealerships. I think, you know, coming from retail stores to work at a power sports retail store and many for, for several years, I definitely came from a setting where... The merchandising stuff was just, I don't want to say it was at a higher standard, but um, maybe more of our day was spent retooling it, refreshing it, you know, recovering from a busy spell. Um, And then to go into dealerships, uh, there's plenty of of just gorgeous, well-laid-out, well-merchandised dealerships. Uh, You know, if you guys are the exception and definitely hitting the home run on that the majority of the times, this podcast really isn't for you. And again, I'm not really talking about parts and those things, but what I'm talking about is your digital, uh, your digital appearance and merchandising. Do you think that when somebody looks at your website, uh, the first question I would ask before they've been to your website would be, how did they get there? If you don't know how people are getting to your website, that's something you need to do the homework on. Your website has analytics. You can see who the referring traffic is coming from, and you can weigh that out. You can go and say, oh, you know, 60% of the traffic comes from one source. Or here's, you know, the 20%er is our largest referral. The importance of that is if you're displaying things on third party sites like Trader, like Cycle Trader, ATV Trader, those sort of things where I work, if you're displaying things over there, those are the draw to your website. And again, somebody may not come to your website to your website directly if they haven't come down with the expectation of I've got my interest peaked, I want to know more or I need to confirm some of what I've seen in the path to your actual physical door. The area that I think the big disconnect sits at is in the merchandising of your units. Now, I think this would definitely be a 
a conversation that would go much wider than, than unit conversation. If you're a dealer who's doing, you're putting things on eBay, you know, you're putting things, I don't know, Craigslist, wherever you're putting and whatever you're putting, you need to make sure that that's enticing enough. It'd be my opinion that you don't get wider without getting deeper in merchandising, right? So you don't go and say, I've got 150 widgets shown on this other site. They're also shown on my site. I'm wide. That's what you want to catch the wide net. The problem that exists with that is Joe consumer, right? That doesn't work at the dealership. That's beginning a research process before they buy with everything they buy. And we all know that that happens because we do it ourselves as consumers. You don't just buy, you spend, you know, three nights in a row when you've got some downtime looking at uh, different things and, and fact finding and, and you might be comparing prices, but honestly, I find myself not always in a price comparison. I find myself pouring content into my brain through my eyes, whether it's real photos, something unique, something that gave me a different perspective with a different photo, uh, as well as things like video. Um, this isn't news to anybody. I, I think I get where the disconnect at a dealership tends to be. I think a lot of times it tends to be uh, at the, the time resource capability and you know typically dealerships that I interact with it's it's not uncommon to have you know open to close guys having lots to do and maybe not as many people to do it um, so people maybe don't get there and this gets put on the back burner so far that it never really comes back to the front burner uh, but but here's what I would point out if 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 we were to use the example of what I do frequently like working at trader and I'm sitting with a dealer and I show them some areas where they can optimize what they're doing on us and also optimizing their website's performance because people um, will perform down the funnel, as you say, faster and further when they've got the content right there to, to keep them engaged and keep them moving into the funnel position you want, which is your doorstep essentially, right? All the way down the funnel, they're buying and, and riding away into the sunset only to come back to spend more money and, and you know, with a worn out motorcycle for a fresh one. Um, so if, if I'm a consumer, and maybe it maybe I'd be better to tell this as a story that isn't about what I do, but the last time we bought a vehicle, my wife wanted to get a different family truckster for us. Okay. So we had one family truckster. She wanted a different family truckster that we were going to, you know, tote the, the crew around. It's not my commuter vehicle. Uh, but she was looking, she kind of had an idea what she wanted. I'm going to help her figure it out. Well, to me, when I go to buy an automobile, I know plenty of people in the car business, but ultimately that's not my wheelhouse. So I, I tend to, I think search probably like a typical consumer would search okay, these are the sort of things I'm looking for. I'm not really sure in any one direction. I'm not showing up at a dealer's website yet, right? To me, that means I'm ready to do business with you. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. You haven't earned, you know, or I haven't earned myself the ticket to your door in that way because I don't know even what I want. If I go to a dealership, I know they're going to try to sell me something they've got at their, at their dealership. So because that's not where I'm at yet, I'm still in the fact-finding part of the part of the uh, the mission here right so i'm 
doing some general sort of searches. Okay, what do I want it to be? What, you know, do I need something with good uh, fuel economy? Do I need something to tow something? Do I need something that's four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive? Am I looking for something sporty? You know, all these different things that you play out. I tend to do a lot of searching, um, you know, whether you're on Google, I might go and determine who's kind of the epicenter right now for tests of automobiles. Because maybe I know a category I'm looking at. Maybe I know, you know, I'm looking at an SUV, full size. It's got to be, you know, four wheel drive and it can be, you know, domestic or import, you know, whatever, you know, who's done tests on these. That's typically how I would start my process. I think right now, this is, you know, we're talking 2018, 2019, we bought this vehicle in I think 17 or 18 as we bought that vehicle. But I started doing some of my own searching to satisfy for myself, like how we tend to, I think, you know, gather information nowadays. And a lot of it's, you know, we're, we're absorbing it through our eyes and ears and between photos, what's better than, than real, lots of great photos. Well, it would be video. Um, so if you've got a test and I'm sitting here watching some tests, you know, before I got down the funnel, so to speak, to a dealership uh, for an automobile. And I looked and I found different SUV, full-size SUVs. They had to be four-wheel drive, uh, so on and so forth. And I watched several different uh, shootouts, so to speak. I mean, I come from power sports and I'm an old motocrosser. So to me, you know, you're on MXA or you're on Racer X now doing shootouts. They didn't used to do shootouts because they didn't exist back in the day that I was a racer. But these places who are the most maybe discerning, the hardest on a test, it doesn't mean any one of them is right, but they can tell you some things from their opinions for their time behind the wheel or behind the handlebars of something. And you can store that away, right? So I don't find, and I think most consumers believe they're pretty savvy, whether we're, we are or not in any area, but you can gather and and stow away the pieces of information that are important to you and dis, disregard the pieces that are not. So if we're watching a shootout, so to speak, it's obviously not what they would call it in the, in the vehicle business, I don't think. They just they call it a test or something, but comparison. So if we're watching one of those, right, and they kind of trash talk a vehicle that I was maybe on the fence of thinking about, did that talk me in or out of it? Potentially. I tend to find that that would just put me to looking at a second or third source. Am I trying to back up what I believe to be true or what I wanted to be true? Maybe. But I also think I like to, to when you get somebody going off in, in one direction and, and kind of, you know, working something in or out of, uh, uh, of scope, you know, on being a, a winner, so to speak, I think it's, it's pretty normal to evaluate um, is that f sort of finish on that one? Is that did that one finish? You know, fifth out of five, and what are the others saying about it? Um, so, I, I lay this out as you know, this is this is the start of the process for me to determine before I could even get to a dealership. Right, I haven't even hit the the third party marketplace. You know, classifieds and who has what and what dealerships in my area have it. Oh, and and I you know. So again, so I'm doing some, some basic preliminary work. To me, secondarily, so I did some of that with this uh, SUV. From there, you know, I get some ideas of what's out there in the market, you know, what, what I like and, and don't like, some things I didn't know, some really cool. By the time I land at the third-party marketplace, 
classified, so to speak, and you see, okay, which dealer has the XYZ, you know, limited model? That's the one I want. That's the one we need to have. I think it's in our sort of our price range. I think it's in my wheelhouse for what it does. Who has it? Well, when I do a search, obviously, if I do a search um, to determine who has it, what can you do? You can go and open about 40 tabs and look up every dealer in your area. You know, Google it and find every dealer and open a new tab and look at all their inventory in individually. Well, no one does that. Okay, that's that's not how it's shown to be done. Typically, you'll do a Google search. You will um, see results of units listed on third-party classifieds. Example for us would be on, you know, if I'm looking for a motorcycle, it'd be Cycle Trader would be high on page one because, you know, Google and those places deem us as the marketplace or a or, or definitely a provider of quality content to searchers because we have so much there and been doing it so long. So as I look on a place like that, XLT, you know, what did I call it? An XYZ limited or XLT limited one, two, three, whatever the model is, right? I'm talking about an SUV making stuff up. So when I'm looking at that, I then begin to get into a point where I can click into actual ads, right? It may land me directly in the ad detail page, right? Or they call it, what do you guys call it in the auto space? You call it, uh, I'm spacing it, but ad detail page is the, you know, the, the virtual walk around, so to speak. You got ad content, ad copy, and you have all the photos and the details and, you know, uh, all the clicky links on the page to, to take action. That's what we call the ad detail page. You can land on one of those or you could potentially land on a dealer's gallery page, which could show all of the things that dealer also has listed, right? This isn't their own page, right? I haven't landed there as a consumer. I haven't landed there yet. I haven't decided if that particular dealership is someone I'm going to do business with, right? I haven't looked at reviews. I haven't looked at how they list their stuff. Do they really care? Are they spending the time to merchandise their stuff? There's implications about that, in my opinion. Uh, maybe I'm too picky because I'm in this business, but um, so I'm looking at, uh, in this case, I've gotten to about a third, you know, from Google search, I've gotten to some choices. I've seen maybe some actual ads on third party sites. Um, I can see who's, you know, saying the, the, the dealer of this product in my area, I get some idea of that. But again, I'm not going down that funnel of singularity. I need to look at the broad audience. I need to be on the one place or two or however many marketplaces exist in whatever vertical we're talking about. But I need to be looking at those to begin to whittle down because I, as every other consumer, I've already got buyer's remorse. I haven't laid out a, a credit card, filled out a credit app, pulled cash or check out of my account or anything, and I've got buyer's remorse already. That's This is what we're up against, right? So there, we're looking at an ad or we're looking at, let's say we're looking at a... a um, a gallery page for a dealer. So this is the dealer's kind of unique page. Only their listings are on it. Um, you know, I haven't quite delved a little further than that. As I look, and I'm looking at dealer Z from my hometown USA, and as I'm looking at their listings, I see their name, I see who they are, see where they are. They are conveniently located to me. But as I look at their listings, top to, you know, top few, or what's on the first page, right? You got 10 or 25, depending on how, how it's, you know, favoring Google these days and how many are showing. So 
I'm seeing examples of, in this case, let's say uh, SUVs. And I see next to the thumbnail for each photo, maybe some description and maybe not. Thumbnail with a number next to it showing how many photos it have, has with it. Does it have a video? It'll have a video video indicator and so on and so forth. These, pe- these different pieces of, of multimedia that are going to draw me in. Why would I be drawn in? Right? What, what, would, what would I see on this page that would get me to click? Well, I can see a whole page of model XYZ limited, <clears throat> you know, the exact thing I know I want on a dealer that is conveniently located by me. But I can tell you things that prohibit somebody from being interested in clicking, right? They're not compelling them. And that's when they look there and it's a number one for images or number two or three. If you're not showing... This is me ranting right now a little bit, but I'm trying not to rant. If you're not showing 20 or more photographs, obviously that's an arbitrary number I'm pulling out. My organization, I think our belief in the reporting we pull is if you don't have five or more photographs, it's essentially not photographed. And I think that that's, we don't just make that up. That's a number we've decided, I think, and we categorize it in that way. I would tell you that I sh- you should be harder on yourself. You should expect that you have 20 photos or more. Why wouldn't you? If you're going to take five photos, are you going to tell me that it's hard enough, so much harder that you couldn't take 20 photos, right? One more in between each of the ones you took, right? So what's that 10? And then find 10 things that are sexy about this machine. If this is a vehicle, if this is a motorcycle, if this is a boat, you name the thing, there are close-ups that you can provide by just taking the time to think about, oh, you know, what do the controls look like? Is it have, a, have some gauges on it? Is it, in this, you know, case, and I'm jumping back now to my own story, if I look and it's an XYZ limited SUV 4x4 is how it's listed, it has a price, maybe I'm concerned with that, maybe I've sorted my price and maybe I haven't. At this point, I'm trying to see content. So I can get into a, a potential down the funnel, so to speak, of a of a dealer that's convenient to me. Content, is it compelling? Maybe, maybe not. But I can tell you things that are a turnoff, and that's the disconnect between reality. If I click into something that I know is an XYZ limited, and if we're talking about SUVs, it's got, oh, it's a limited. So it should have Navi, and it should have leather, and it should have a moonroof, and it should have whatever, XYZ, you know, name these things limited. And when I click in the second photograph and it shows the dashboard area and it doesn't have Navi, it says it's a limited disconnected, right? You've just, you've just virtually gotten me hanging up the phone in your ear, right? The good news is I'm, I'm anonymous. You don't know who I am. You might, you know, if I've gotten down to the point of your page, I guess you could track my IP address and see if I've returned and these sort of things. But essentially you've lost me. Now, it doesn't mean I may not eventually come there. If you're the only guy in town that has these or the only guy close enough and and you've won me over some other way. But I just want to point out that you may have lost me way early in the process because you wanted to go wider than you wanted to go deep, right? Again, this is me venting about what I see and I know dealers can do better, right? I worked at dealers for long enough. I know what it's like. But I'm telling you, you can do better. And I'm telling you that 
you'd be smarter to take the time to merchandise to the level of your own expectations. You know, I know that's hard because you're in it and you don't always get to have that fresh perspective. But I constantly am sitting with some of my clients and the, what can we do better? What can we get to get more action? How can we get more leads? Right. That's the conversation. And really it's more about more engagement that turns into leads. Uh, but <clears throat> so if I'm clicking on, I'm not clicking an ad, right? I'm seeing an ad. I'm seeing a thumbnail of exactly what I know I want. They claim to have it. When I see it's a single photo or two photos, or maybe it looks like a, like a black and white cartoon version of a, <clears throat> excuse me, of a vehicle. That's not compelling enough for me to click. I'm not going to click it. Don't waste your time. Don't put up the ad. Now I know that in this day and age, there's a lot of automation that occurs. You could put something into your DMS. It pops through to your site. It feeds out to your trader-esque sites, you know, the third-party classified space. That thing may not even be on your lot yet. Somebody may have keyed it in because it's inbound. So that's a different conversation, but that's also one that should be handled with care for what it is until it's live to be photographed. Okay, that's a unit that should be coming soon and you should have some special graphic you know images arriving daily or images on the way you know you know beat beat it beat it beat it beat to the lot you know beat this unit to the lot come see us and whatever be creative on that understand that there's that space where people are seeing your stuff it's not merchandised it's a canned factory photo if it's that good it's not attractive and it might be the exact same thing that everybody posts So that part of that, I guess, is uh, um, about not having photos, right? Do you have videos? Do you have video capability in the package you have? <clears throat> those, are, those are questions to ask yourself and determine versus my competitors. Am I a standout, right? Am I differentiated? That's a bit of a buzzword, but it's a real deal, right? You're not going to probably show up with a price that some other dealer can't do. You might have a price that another dealer won't do. Maybe they say, man, I can sell all these at the price I'm selling them for. Why would I meet the guy across town to sell one more? I'm selling them as fast as I need to. I can't get more. I can't backfill these if I sell it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I would say is making sure that your content is so compelling that they can't help but pop through for more the next level sort of thing. You've answered, you've fulfilled all these questions and wonders I had about the unit. <clears throat> now the manufacturer can do it. Do you want them to click over to the manufacturer site, potentially go to find a, find a dealer and, and find your competitor? No. I know you don't want to be the manufacturer. That's why I'll tell any of my clients, do the level of photography, the level of videography, the level of merchandising that you can do to differentiate yourself, but don't get hung up on things like, well, I didn't set up the photograph area with the fancy banner in the back. That's our thing and the, the lighting, right? <clears throat> sunny day, you better go photograph five units. Well, I'm here in the Pacific Northwest with a sunny day. You better photograph, you know, 20 units because you may not get one for a while. <clears throat> but don't get hung up on choosing to not act, not do anything to better your inventory picture and your merchandising of your products you sell, your widgets, you know, in this case, 
Don't do that, right? It's so easy for everybody to do that. Um, Every dealer knows they need to do a better job with it. There's many times a lot of layers of whose job it is. Well, the check-in guy does it or the setup guy does it or the internet guy does it or the sales guys do it when they get time, right? I know that those are all different realities at different places. And I'll tell you the biggest, I think, hurdle I see is places who don't do any of it, essentially. You know, they'll get used units photographed with whatever, 10 10 pictures. New units, uh, we've got a chart on the bottom of the the trader's uh, dealer center that a dealer can log into. And it'll tell you, here's how many units you have online. Here's how many have five or more photos. Here's how many have five or or four or less photos. So I look at it all the time for dealers and I can tell you that it's it's the best area that you can make a difference and you don't have to pay me more money to do it. Now you have to spend some time or you have to hire somebody who's going to love that and hold its hand and take care of it and merchandise it. But I'll tell you, if I were to go open my own little shop, you know, here in town, the number one thing I would do is everything would be merchandised to the nines. And I'd be like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, cycle trader guy. Hey, other brand, whatever. If I'm doing other things, I would ask every single rep. I would say, look, I'm not telling you you're going to get my money for this, but what is next level? What is the next level stuff? What I know what guys are doing. I've looked at other ads. What's next level and how can I be next level and make sure that I'm really differentiating myself? I am the dealership who's use this before, I'll kind of say it again, but I'm the Chick-fil-A of interaction, right? You may or may not like Chick-fil-A, but I can tell you that when I've been there and I give them my card and they hand it back and I say, thank you for handing my card back, they don't McDonald's me. They don't everyone else me. They don't say, you know, I say thank you and they say, you're welcome. I'm thinking, wait, that's not the right response. Did I just get in like a, like a, somebody play a trick on me? They say, what do they say? They say, uh, my pleasure, right? <laughs> so they're trained to say my pleasure. I don't care that they're trained to say it, right? They say it and I appreciate that it's, they're saying it's their pleasure because they should say it. So anyway, this is turning into a rant and I don't want to do that. Um, so I'd love to, as I have said on some of my other monologues when I'm on here talking just to myself, these are things that if I'm driving, I'm thinking about, man, I just, I talk to these dealers day and day, day and day out. I'd love this to resonate a little bit better. And I have the same conversations and I really do firmly believe that it's a slow shift. <clears throat> you know, as your competitors start doing it more, obviously you want to up your game. But if I were opening my own shop, I'd be looking at how can I kill it in all these areas? Do I have to pay any more money to do this? Okay, good. I can just do this and I can do all the work and I'll get the benefits from it. <clears throat> so I've costed, coughed in your ear a lot. I would love for somebody to come on and talk to me about this. If, you, if you're the person that, that knows about this and want to open up a can of worms and chat about it for an hour, let's do that. Um, it's not an, uh, a debate. It can be a debate if you want it to be a debate. I'd love to debate. <laughs> but... More than anything, I just want to make sure what I'm saying and what I'm convicted believing here, if I'm wrong, tell me where I'm wrong. I believe this from, you know, many years of of doing this and seeing the difference, somebody with that level of care and that level of merchandising will happen. 
And I would tell you, as I'd started out this um, episode talking about, this is not just about your, your units. Obviously, that's what I do day in and day out. But if you're posting pictures of, <clears throat> you know, your department, <clears throat> if you're posting pictures on, you know, if you're posting an item on eBay, are you better to post 10 items with one photograph each? Or will you have better engagement if you start adding depth to that? I think that's really the next the next frontier in where we're at and making the better use out of it and engaging better. Photographs, video, whatever the next thing is. We've actually just launched a 360 portion for dealers who have video. Uh, if you have 360 capabilities of your own, you can plug those in through our unit listings. If you don't, you can pay us a little bit more and do 360. Probably more exciting for our RV and automotive dealers with the internal 360 uh, being a big uh, a big upside. Um, if you've got side by sides and uh, you know slingshots, those sort of things, <clears throat> the internal 360 can be obviously done on those. And for uh, motorcycles and other things, there's no internal on it. You're sitting on a seat. The, uh, the 360 walk around is actually going to be pretty cool. I think, uh, I don't currently have any dealers in my area doing it, but I think it's going to be really exciting and add some additional layer of content. Again, keeping people when they've landed on one of your units, one of your listings with us, you want them to go to your page. You don't want them to click elsewhere or for the content. And when the old, maybe they'll be back and geez, maybe they won't, you know? So again, I've coughed in your ear enough. I'm hoping you're doing great things. I'd love to talk to you about merchandising and you can do a better job of it. I'd like to help you do that. If I'm not your rep, you want to talk about it, you're welcome to uh, to reach out to me at uh, dealershipfixit at gmail.com or call your reps, beat up on them. That's what their job is. But I'd love to have a conversation with somebody. If you feel like you're the person to do it, reach out to me. Let's have that conversation. Please share this with your friends at dealerships and uh, you go be the dealer fix it. Thank you.